right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Dr. Thornwell Jacobs was a key figure in the life of Atlanta's Oglethorpe University. The school actually predates him, dating all the way back to 1835, but the Civil War managed to close the place down for a number of years. It reopened in 1870, but went bankrupt just two years later. For a very long while after that, it seemed the old college would never come back. But that's where Dr. Jacobs entered the picture. In 1913, he managed to get a new charter for the school, and two years after that, it opened its doors to the public. It was a fitting accomplishment for Jacobs, too, since his own grandfather had served on the faculty there years before. Poetic, even. Jacobs was an interesting man. For example, shortly after the school reopened, he dreamed up the unusual plan to travel to England and bring back the body of the man who founded Georgia and who the university was named after, British General James Oglethorpe. It turns out that after establishing the colony in what is now Savannah, the general returned to England, where he passed away in 1785. Jacobs had this dream of burying Oglethorpe beneath the university, so he traveled to England to locate the general's tomb, which had been lost to time. Like a real-life Indiana Jones, Jacobs found it, and after digging down into it, he had himself lowered in just to verify his discovery. After that, he put in his request to have the body moved back across the Atlantic, and it was declined. Jacobs certainly had a fascination with buried objects. When Ringling Brothers donated several dead elephants to the university, they first dissected them, and then had them buried under the Weltner Library. But that wasn't the weirdest thing Jacobs oversaw. No, his crowning achievement came a few years earlier, in the late 1930s, when he started plans for something that had never been done before. Troubled by the lack of well-preserved artifacts from human history, he set about making sure future generations wouldn't feel the same about our modern world. In the basement of Phoebe Hearst Hall, where an old swimming pool once sat, he began construction of a large chamber. His design called for a space measuring 20 feet long by 10 feet wide, which would sit on a foundation of solid granite bedrock. Then, the floor and walls were covered in plates of enameled porcelain and waterproofed with pitch. It was a massive project with exacting specifications, but that's because Jacobs had a very particular vision. When it was completed three years later, the room was filled with a huge assortment of objects that represented the world of 1940s America. 
There are microfilm records of more than 800 books on every subject known to mankind. Voice recordings of prominent individuals, including Stalin, Hitler, and a champion hog collar. I'll let you make your assumptions about that one. They put hundreds of other objects in there as well. A television, various pieces of furniture, sewing machines, artwork, even seeds. But nothing precious or theft-worthy. In fact, jewelry wasn't allowed, or precious metals of any kind. It was a collection of easily attainable, everyday objects. And then, it was sealed. They had a massive stainless steel door set into the wall of the chamber, closed it tight, and then welded it shut. Jacobs called it the Crypt of Civilization, but you and I would probably think of it as a time capsule. It was, in fact, the first of its kind. Did it work? Well, nearly 80 years later, no one knows. Everything could have rusted into piles of scrap by now, or it all might be as pristine as the day they sealed it. We'll never know, though. Because this time capsule isn't one of those 100-year projects, or something designed to be opened on a significant national or local anniversary. No, Jacobs had a much bigger target in mind when he had it built. The Crypt of Civilization won't be opened for another 6,095 years. I hope you're patient. It seems we've got a lot of waiting to do. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Dr. Silas Weir Mitchell was an American physician with a career that straddled the Civil War and the decades beyond it. During his lifetime, he was known for his focus on what they called nervous disease, what we would refer to today as neurological disorders. Basically, if it had to do with the nervous system, he took care of it. But that's not all he pioneered. We've all bumped into his discoveries and ideas in our modern world. The concept known as the phantom limb, that was a Mitchell discovery. Headaches being caused by excessive eye strain, that was Mitchell too. The idea of bed rest? Yep, Mitchell again. He had an intuitive understanding of medicine that transcended the textbook and moved right into everyday life, and people respected him for that. 
But one of his most memorable encounters happened after office hours. As the story goes, Dr. Mitchell had come home after a long day at work, had himself a bit of food, and then sat down in front of the fire to read before bed. It was one of those quiet winter nights, where the snow is falling and every sound seems to be muffled by it. I imagine it didn't take long for his exhaustion to catch up with him, and before long, he was sleeping right there in his chair. It was his doorbell that ended the brief nap, though. Dr. Mitchell found his way to the door and opened it to find a young girl standing in the snow. She was thin and pale and had nothing warmer on than a well-worn shawl pulled around her narrow shoulders. Without pausing, the girl motioned toward the street. My mother, she said. She's not well. Can you come and help her, please? Before Mitchell could answer, the girl was off, heading down the steps of his house and into the snow-covered streets of Philadelphia. Mitchell grabbed his coat and bag and quickly followed her. Maybe it was the excitement of the moment, or perhaps it was just the chill of the winter air, but all of a sudden, he no longer felt tired. She led him to a worn-down tenement house, up a set of stairs, and then through the maze-like hallways to her own door. Inside, Mitchell was greeted by a familiar face. The girl's mother, it turned out, was a former housekeeper of his, although she was in much worse health than he had ever seen her before. Feeling a sense of urgency, Mitchell got to work. Soon enough, he determined that the woman was suffering from pneumonia and found the necessary medication to administer. After rounding the critical corner, Mitchell sat back with relief, glad for a break, but also glad for the girl's quick timing. So he said as much, letting the woman know her daughter most likely saved her life. That can't be, she replied. My daughter died more than a month ago. Shocked, Mitchell described the girl who had led him there and the tattered shawl she had worn against the winter chill. The woman nodded in recognition. Yes, she replied. That sounds like my daughter but her things are all put away over there in that cupboard. And she pointed to a small cabinet in the room. Mitchell approached it and then slowly opened the door. Inside, he found a small pair of shoes and a perfectly folded shawl. The fabric was very worn, with carefully mended holes and faded colors, but it was also dry and warm. Confused, the good doctor quickly looked in the other rooms of the home, glancing around for the familiar face. Try as he might, he wasn't able to find her. The mysterious girl who had guided him to the woman's rescue that night was no longer in the house. She was gone. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.